answer one quick question right away that many people might be asking. Why? Why are we doing baptisms in April outside when it's so cold? And, and here's why. We had this on the, uh, on the schedule um, for a long time now. We're, hey, we're going to do baptisms. We'll do them inside just like we would normally do. And then the new regulations came and we're like, you know what? I'm not changing another thing because of another regulation. So we're just going to keep going forward with this and we're going to do baptisms. So... <laughs> Now here, here's the thing. So if you're wondering, man, this is so cold, it's so hard. I've been watching YouTube videos like all week of people in Russia chipping ice out of lakes to get baptized that way. So I think we're going to be okay. We might survive, all right? And here's, here's what I love about today. I love that we get to celebrate in the midst of a hard time. Because that's what Christians, that, that's what we do as Christians. The, the world complains and Christians celebrate. There's, there's so much that we can lament during this season. So much lost. But as Christ followers, we, we can still celebrate. And, and even in this hard season, I, 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 I love this. I, I love how much has been revealed. I love what's been revealed about life. I love what's been revealed about church. I mean, here we are. We're, we're lined up in a, a drive-in service. What's that revealed? It's revealed this. That gathering together is important to us. Worship is so important. We will do whatever it takes to be able to gather in worship. Wear a mask, man, that's easy. Multiple services, yeah, we can do that. Meeting in smaller groups, yeah, 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 that's fine because numbers don't matter. We, we just want to step beyond our personal taste, beyond our rights, and, and say... Now, it's also revealed this. It's revealed that church is so much more than just watching. Even those who are watching online and, and are saying, man, it's been such a blessing to have these services online that we can watch. But, but even people saying that, they're, they're lamenting what's lost in all of this. And we're choosing to restrict ourselves. Why? Because we, we want to be a part of, of helping out our healthcare system, loving our neighbors well. But, but even in saying that, we know that watching online or driving up in a car like you are this morning is not church to the fullest. Let me, let me be, be very honest with you all right now. I'm not a huge fan of a drive-in church service. I'm longing for something so much more than even this. I'm happy for it. In the end, aren't we all just longing for heaven? Doesn't this just reveal what we're, we're really missing? I'm just longing for that day when we're in heaven, but I'm also longing for a day like we experienced a few Sundays ago where we gathered outside. I mean, like, like really, truly gathered as the church. I mean, if you missed those two Sundays where we did that, when, when, when the next few weeks we get to go back to something like that, man, don't miss those. Because church is so much more than just a little bit of a singing, hear somebody preach, and then we roll out. There's, there's more to it than that, right? Church is heartfelt hugs and, and handshakes and, and coming together with, with old friends and, and finding new friends that we come together with. It's, it's hearing the sound of God's people lift up their voices in praise. It's hearing the gospel sung around us to encourage us as we hear others sing. It's, it's watching people who, have, who are going through such painful trials lift their souls to their heavenly father in, in prayer and in praise. It's it's gathering for what? For the opportunity we have to, to encourage each other, to pray for each other, to counsel each other, to come alongside each other. And I mean, that's a church gathered. And that fires us up. It fires us up to move out as the church that goes out, out into our communities with the gospel. And so, so really there's been a lot of talk in this season about what is church really? 
And so this week, be, be ready for it. We're going to put out a little video family chat. We didn't want to take up any more time this morning because so many people are getting baptized. But we're going to have a family chat where we talk about what we're doing in this season and why. And what do we really believe is the, the biblical call of what a church is? In fact, as we think about baptisms this morning, it was in Acts chapter 2, the, the, as the early church was just getting started, the new, church, new Testament church just starting, and Jesus had died on the cross, he'd risen again from the grave, he had given the mission to his disciples, they'd been filled with the Spirit, and, and now Peter in Acts 2, filled with the Spirit, preaches this sermon in Acts chapter 2. A sermon that, that so clearly lays out, we're sinners separated from God condemned in our sin, but Jesus took our place on the cross. Jesus in the courtroom said, I'll take that penalty for your sin so you can go free. You can be forgiven. You can be filled with the spirit of God and, and be set free in a relationship with him. And, and he's done the sermon. And what do the people do listening? They right away go, what do we do? We don't want to live under condemnation. We don't want our sin to keep wrecking us. What do we do? And Peter lays it out clearly. He says this, repent, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit. Repent, repent. That, that, that's where God draws your heart to, to really see Jesus. To, to see a, a reality that maybe you hadn't fully seen clearly before and the reality that you're a sinner. That you need a savior and that Jesus is that savior and, and all your intellectual questions might not be answered in that moment, but, but your deepest questions are. Your biggest need is addressed. Your heart is changed. And, and he says, repent. And we've talked about this a lot before that repent is just another way of saying a, a make a turn, a 180. You're going in one direction. Repent is to turn and face in the other direction where you, you were going this way and you go, wait a minute, that's not my hope any longer. My hope is Jesus. He's the most important. He's the most valuable. And we turn in repentance. And there's that moment in repentance where you go from being dead in your sins to alive in Christ. And the very real presence of the risen Christ is in your life and it changes everything. 2.20 says it this way, that I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but now Christ lives in me. Everything changes. And this, this transformation, this life-changing reality of being in Christ is what we're celebrating this morning in baptisms. I mean, Peter said, repent and be baptized. This, this picture, baptism, this picture of, of being dead and raised again to new life. It's this public demonstration. It's, it's not something you do alone, but you publicly declare this, this, this de declaration of your initial identification with Christ. It's, it's the start of your journey with Jesus. Repent and be baptized. And you're identifying in this moment, these people getting baptized saying, I'm now in Christ. I'm identifying with Christ and with my church family. It's an identification, it's no longer grace. It's our works, but it's all grace. So baptism then, this demonstration of God's grace where you're telling the world this morning, they're saying, by God's grace, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Now, if you read the Gospels, you see where Jesus was baptized. 
And so when we're getting baptized, part of it is we're, we're following Christ's example. Now, seeing Christ get baptized, you could ask this, wait a minute, if baptism is this representation of repentance, this picture of repentance, why would Jesus get baptized? He was sinless. Listen, I believe in that moment where Christ is being baptized, you see him already identifying with us. He's pointing to the cross where he literally would take your sin and my sin on himself on the cross. Now, Jesus also commands us to be baptized. He says in Matthew, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So so don't miss this. Baptism is, is, is an obedience issue for those who are Christ followers. So if you are a follower of Jesus this morning, you need to be baptized. And I would say, if you're here this morning, you're like, but if I am a follower of Christ, I've never been baptized. I would ask this, why not? Let me take it one step further. Why not this morning? I mean, if you're here this morning, you're a follower of Christ. Like, I've, I've never been baptized. There's water here. Come on up. And I, I would say this. I, I know there's regulations. Who stays in cars? Who doesn't? Listen, this is too important to worry about that. If, if, if you're a Christ follower have not been baptized and the Spirit of God's pressing on you going, why not? Then I'm going to be up here for the baptism service. You come grab me. All right? And, and we'll walk through it. And, and man, you can jump in yep, with your clothes on, whatever. You get in your car, drive home, right? So, so if you need to be baptized this morning because you're a follower of Christ, then, then grab me, let's do this. If you're watching at home and you're like, I'm online, what do I do? I do need to be baptized. Fire an email, like right now. Get your phone out, get your computer out and fire an email to info at myharvestchurch.ca and we'll set this whole thing up again. Before people come up and we do see some baptism. Let let me take just a a couple of minutes. If you have your Bibles, you go to Romans chapter six. Just a couple minutes here. I want to unpack from Romans six some of the deeper realities of what's going on this morning in baptism. If you have your Bibles, you go to Romans chapter six. It says this in verse one. Paul says, what shall we say then? He's talking about grace. The whole thing in Romans uh, 5 and 6 and 7, All he's just been unpacking God's grace. So he says, what shall we say then? Are we, con- are we to continue to sin that grace may abound? So Paul's saying, okay, if this is all grace, if it's all about God's grace, then do we have like this unlimited divine sin spending account? Oh, it's sin because I just grabbed more grace. There's grace for my sin. And look what he says in verse 2. He says, by no means... How can we who died to sin still live in it? So he's saying, listen, you've died. We don't live like that anymore. Why? Because we've died to that way. We've died to sin. And I love how he says, we're not dying to it, but dead. We've died, dead, and dead is dead. Like, I, I love The Princess Bride, great movie, but, but the, there isn't a, oh, he's only mostly dead. No, you're dead, Right? You're dead or you're not. In, in Christ, he says, you're dead to your sin. And then he goes on and talks about baptism. Look, look at verse three and four. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in a newness of life. And you see that picture there that baptism is this, this physical reminder of that, that deep spiritual truth. 
Just like you've been joined to Christ in his burial, you've also, as you get put under the water, that, that, that picture of being buried with Christ, you're also raised up. You're, you're joined with him in his resurrection. You, you come up out of the water. It's that, that celebration of that reality that's happened in your heart for all now to see. Verse five, he says this, for we've been united with him. If we've been united with him in death, in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. I like that word united. It's, it's actually a, a horticultural term. It, it means we've been grafted into the root. That, that our lives, when we've repented, our lives are actually inserted into the very roots of Jesus' life. So, so we were a dead branch, now grafted in, now having the very life of Jesus in it. I, I, I love that. His death is our death. And listen, listen, his life is our life. I mean, do we understand the power that God gives us when you put your life in Christ? That, that, that being a Christian is not just turning over a new leaf. It's, it's about this power of a totally new life. To be united with Christ, it's more than just inner peace. It's more than just, oh, I've got a new purpose on life. It's more than just, I got to get out of hell free card. No, no. It means that everything that was true about Jesus is now true about you. Not only do you get Christ's perfect record, you have the power of his resurrection. To, to know that, listen, there's no sin that the power of his resurrection cannot remove, cannot bring healing and forgiveness and freedom. And so the Father loves you, the Father accepts you, delights in you. Why? Because he sees Jesus Christ. He sees you united, connected to you in Christ. And so you have all the righteousness and the beauty and the glory of Christ. Now Peter said, repent, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit. Because being united, that power you have in you, that's, that's the Holy Spirit now in you. Where, where the Holy Spirit now reveals sin. You move towards Christ in forgiveness because the, the Spirit draws you. The Spirit gives you new desires, new attitudes, things that you wouldn't have had on your own. Things like peace and joy and love and kindness and patience and forgiveness and things that, that don't come naturally to us, especially in this season we've been in and you see that stuff happening. Man, I've, I've got a joy. That's the Spirit of God in you. That's the miraculous and I would say this, pray for that in your life. Pray for that to happen in your family. Lord, do the miraculous in us. Fill us with your spirit. And I, I mean this. I mean, a, it'll be a church that's equipped to meet needs. It, it, it'll be a church that, that reaches out to our community. It'll be a, a church where people are unified building each other up with, with spiritual gifts, praying for the sick and seeing God heal, loving, forgiving, giving, serving, caring for. That's the Spirit of God at work in a church. And you, you look at verse 5 of Romans 6, and, and, and Paul says this, we shall certainly be united in this way. I love that word, Certainly. That you, you can have a, a certainty as a, as a Christ follower that, that, that you have this eternal connection the moment you believe 
with the life of Jesus Christ, with the future of Jesus Christ, your, your past connected to Christ, your future connected to Christ. And so yes, in the baptismal tank, you, you have this picture, you die to yourself, you die to sin, you die to your old self, but you don't stay under the water. That would make for a very awkward baptismal service, all right? No, you, you, you're raised again with Christ. And that's why we love celebrating baptisms. Every time someone's baptized, we remember this. We remember that, that we're united together in Christ's death and his resurrection. We proclaim to each other that, that Jesus has conquered sin and death. We have new life in him. I was dead, but now I'm alive. That's what baptism means. It's, it's this celebration of the grace of God through Jesus. It's, it's an illustration of the gospel right before our eyes. It's a, it's a declaration of God's glory. And so listen, as people right now even are getting ready to come up, as we're, we're gonna get ready to celebrate this morning, let me, let me say for those who are here watching, what do we do in a baptismal service as people are being baptized? You watch and you hear these stories of life change and you, you be able to say, God, would you, would you speak to my heart? Would you, would you change me as I hear about these stories of life change? My hope would be this, that, that Peter's call in his sermon would be the same call this morning. If you don't know Jesus and you hear this, listen, repent. Repent, turn to Jesus, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit. Now, now, now if you know Christ, you're here and you know Jesus, but, but you're like, man, my life does not look like this picture of repentance. It's not really been, Jesus, I love you and I'm following you. Maybe for you this morning, it's been more of Jesus, you follow me and, and, and you just add good stuff to what I want because I want to live my life. And maybe for you this morning, there's not this evidence of being filled with, being controlled by the Holy Spirit that I would say this as you watch, let this morning draw your heart to repentance. If there's hidden sin, if there's, if there's apathy, if, if you don't hate your sin, if, if you look at your life and you don't actually need the Holy Spirit because you're not actually stepping out to, to live in a different way, let these testimonies, let them remind you of your baptism. That you died to sin. You were raised with, to be united with Christ. And that, that this morning you would, you would use this as an opportunity to turn back. To turn back to Christ. And when you're struggling with fear or with doubt, you can remember this, I've been crucified with Christ. All the wickedness, all the shame, all the rebellion in me, it died with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Listen, if you're here this morning and, and, and you love the Lord and, and Jesus is your treasure, what are you doing this morning? You're celebrating. You're celebrating that, that we're united not just to Christ in this, but we're, we're united to each other. And, and El, Eliana, you guys can get ready. Let me, let me pray for us. Lord, I love you. And I'm so thankful for your grace that's, that's on display here. I thank you for your grace in my life, in the life of our church. And I pray that even now you, you would fill us with your spirit, that we would be able to say no to sin, yes to you, to, to live a life of following after you. 
I thank you for this union we have in you, Lord Jesus, that our, our identity is in you. That you've given us new desires. You've given us new abilities. That, that we get to rest in your righteousness. That we don't have to strive for a righteousness of our own. That, that you've blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Thank you that as we confess and repent that because of your sacrifice, Jesus, that, that you welcome us with open arms. And I pray that even in this season, Lord, maybe especially this season, you would grow us in grace, grow us together in this grace, that, that we would live our lives to glorify you and you alone. So thank you for this morning. Thank you that we can celebrate together. And it's in your beautiful name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen.